you know, when you're in high school, you you're told always like, you never know, that's probably not what you're going to do for the rest of your life, because you're young, but it, it doesn't always work out. And so I just was like, you know, God, why would you give me this ability if I can't use it anymore? Or if I don't have the opportunity to use it anymore? Welcome to Jesus and Juliet. Um, I am here with a very special guest today. She is another one of my alumni and um, her name is Lauren Roberts. Hey. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> um, what? Okay. You graduated a while ago. Five years. Five years. Okay. Yeah. When you, you were a student who took a different path in the sense, even within Veritas. So she did not do acting. She actually did all of my lighting. When did you kind of, where did the technical aspect of that start? Because I didn't, you, it's not like you were on stage and then all of a sudden you decided you wanted to do lighting. I just felt like you were always doing it. Yep. Um, I started doing it at church, actually. Um, my dad and a couple of our friends worked at the church that I grew up in doing audio and one of them did lighting. And so I kind of just learned from her. She was a lighting designer and master electrician. And then um, I had a friend that I was really close with at the time and we just did lighting together all the time. And that was our thing. Was there ever any idea that you would do anything other than lighting or no, like you just knew that's what you wanted to do? I knew. I, that's always been like my favorite thing to do. And then I just kept doing it. And all through school, there was nothing that I liked doing more. I, I do childcare sometimes because that helps pay the bills in between. But yep. like, that's really lighting. life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so do you, what is your favorite part of that? Because I have to say, when I was in college, we did, when you're, when you're a directing major, you have to take one class in each thing. And I bombed my lighting class. <laughs> I just had no, it's like, they start off teaching you like, this is an atom. <laughs> you're learning about electrons and stuff. I remember that. And I remember being like, what is happening right now? And they start teaching you about electricity. And I was, my brain was just not there. And then and then we had the like the board and you had this like light thing and you had to like draw all the little lights <laughs> onto this diagram and like figure out where they needed to go. And I did so bad. That is not my gifting whatsoever. Um, and so I'm like, I'm wondering, do you like, because you have to figure out, you have to know about electricity. <laughs> And, and all of this stuff, like, do you like that part and like hanging the lights and figuring out where they need to be aimed? Or do you like designing light looks? Like, how does that even work? Because I don't, I'm an awful at it. So just for reference, so everyone knows, like we had, whenever we worked together, we had well, you would bring in a light board and she would rig up this whole like rig for us. And then as we kept renting, they would shorten the amount of time we had until eventually we had no light board and we just had to use what they already had, which had three working lights. And so someone would just sit back there and go, 
up, down, up, down, up, down on three lights. And so, um, I, I really have no experience. I can see kind of what I want, but do you prefer, do you like creating like a look like where you're picking the colors and where they're aimed and all of that stuff? Or do you like the hanging part of it or what part? I like all of it. I have a harder time with designing unless I know exactly what the parameters are, which is not a very good quality for a designer because I don't, I don't want to just go crazy because then it's going to be something that I can't end up having. I want to know exactly what's available so that I design something within that and it's still going to be cool. But then like once that happens or if somebody else has a design, I also love doing all of the electrics and rigging lights and doing the rest of it, focusing. And then once it's focused and it's all up, I like to create the looks and, and design the show from that standpoint too. So is it hard working with directors? <laughs> And I'm not just talking about, you can be honest, like I'm sure I was hard to work with, but it's, I never, I think this is kind of where maybe if I had gotten my master's, I would be a little bit better at this or more knowledgeable, but they really don't teach you this kind of stuff when you're getting your degree, like your BFA, not, not at the time I was going, but how like I don't know how that works but for me it's like I like to create a look and then I want to tell the lighting person and then they do the look but and that's what works right now because our lighting people aren't super super advanced but for someone like you is it like are you creating the look are you working with the director like are they saying this is what I want and you just do it or what um I usually try to go off of when they say this is what this is kind of the look that I'm going for or if it's like period and they want a more um, a warmer light as opposed to a cooler LED or a different color or something like that then I'll usually take that and then I'll make it look the way that it's supposed to based on like the positions of the lighting with the shadows or however it's supposed to be that way. And then, so I kind of just try to work together with okay. them. Yeah, that's awesome. These are just always things I wanted to know. All right, moving on. <laughs> this is just a question and answer period. Um, so what, what happened when you left Veritas? So you, or just take me through um, kind of your theater journey. So when I graduated, I I did go to college for a year, mm -hmm. but all that I was learning in college were the same things that I had already learned previously and then done. Um, and so, like, I didn't want to take shop and learn how to build a flat eight times. I had already done that. And I didn't want to take the lighting class and learn about all the different things that I've already been, I had already been doing for years. Right. Even when I did take lighting classes at college, um, the professor would just send me to whoever the lighting designer was on the show, and they would give me a list of things to do. And I was never even in the class because I was up in the catwalk focusing lights by myself or making cable or cueing a show. I My freshman year, I was a light op for the first show, for the second show like a main stage show. Yeah. 
because I met the lighting designer in the shop and she was like, oh, you have experience working with an ion? <laughs> Master electrician on the show doesn't even have that much experience. Right, I <laughs> right. right. She actually got me out of classes to come <laughs> her show. And then I ran all like seven shows. And so I did that. And then I ended up um, not going back because I just had some things happen personally. And I needed to be able to focus on that and my mental health. Right. And figure out what I was doing after that. Um, And I ended up moving to Tennessee for a few years. And um, while I was there, I had a discussion with my uncle who basically, I hadn't done lighting in a year or so. And he was like, are you really going to let one, one person, one bad experience ruin your favorite thing in the world, basically? Right. After that conversation, I went home and Googled lighting companies in Nashville and Um, the first one that I emailed was Nashville event lighting and Blake emailed me right back and was like, Hey, I'm not looking for any designers, but I am looking for a warehouse manager. So I was like, okay, I mean, anything to just get my foot in the door somewhere. Um, so I ended up being hired there and working as a warehouse manager, which eventually turned into production manager. And I was doing everything behind the scenes until my job basically was to do everything I could to make everyone else look good and have all the information, all the equipment, all of the um, whatever we needed, rented generators, anything that they needed, I got it for them. So our operations manager, if he needed trucks, I rented the trucks. If we needed to find more guys, I found more guys, that sort of thing. Um, so it was a little bit different than theater because they right. did like high-end weddings, corporate events, um, private parties for different celebrities. <laughs> right. Yeah. So going back to when you had kind of this life event happen, I feel like it's hard for anyone in any sort of art form theater or whatever let's I mean obviously this is a podcast about theater so let's talk about theater but I feel like it can be really hard to um like stay focused and keep putting yourself out there when you're either getting rejected for auditions or for jobs or whatever um it's already hard. It's a hard thing to put yourself out there. Like, and people are watching what you do. And, um, so how it has to be so much harder to have something happen to you and then to be working through that and to, um, and to be processing that. And then, and then, you, when you already kind of feel down about where your life is going with your theater career, now you have this thing on top of you. So what, um, I mean, it's so amazing that you had that great conversation with your uncle, but do you feel like, I mean, was, I hear that. And I just think like, was God speaking through him to just get you to, to, to go through and do this thing? Is that kind of what you were thinking? Yeah. Cause I was, I had wanted to get back into it and there's a 
there's a small playhouse in the town where I was living that um, I had gone over there and asked like, are y'all hiring? Do you like, can I come hang out? You know? And they just basically were like, no, we're not hiring. It's the off season. Like leave us alone basically. And so that was like really discouraging. And I had, you know, I had, I had prayed a lot about it because it was like, this is what I thought I was going to do for the rest of my life. And, you know, when you're in high school, you, you're told always, like, you never know. That's probably not what you're going to do for the rest of your life because you're young, but it, it doesn't always work out. And so I just was like, you know, God, why would you give me this ability if I can't use it anymore? Or if I don't have the opportunity to use it anymore? And I had moved, you know, 13 hours away. So it wasn't like I could go back to my old, to the people that I used to work for or work with and be like, hey, I need a job. Hey, can I come work with you or like get more experience or network with you? And so yeah, I was just trying to figure out what what God wanted for me and if I was supposed to wait longer, maybe, and try more. Or, but then that conversation and then and how fast Blake replied, I was like, okay, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> like, right. <thank> you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that it's um, when you know, you know, and when God speaks, you listen, and it's it's just so easy for artists to give up their gift because it's so hard normally. It's not like go to college and you, you know what I mean? You're going to be a doctor and you go to doctor school and you, you know what I mean? And, and things line up. It's a lot about contacts. It's about luck. It's about skill. It's about um, networking. It's, it's about, yeah theater or lighting or you know whatever they don't really care so much that you have a degree it's are you a good actor or do you have the experience have you worked with that lighting system do you understand electricity they don't really care that you have a degree in it mm -mm. because you not have ever done it outside of a school right yeah exactly um and so it's to to be experiencing that and then and then to have a trauma happen to you on top of it and to go through that is, um, is crazy. But I, I just can't help but think that it was just a, a God moment where he was speaking through your uncle. So when you, um, when you started doing that, like what, where did you go next and where was your faith at that time? Because we, we go back and we, we talk about it now, like, oh, God was speaking through, through my uncle and I was praying for this, but how strong was your faith? Because I feel like I went through so many things where I was giving up my gift and it's, I, I can see a direct correlation between me giving up my gift and me losing my faith at the exact same time. And so when I, I know that when my faith is strong, it's when I also see my giftings more do you know what I mean so like when you look back do you see did you have trouble with your faith journey I think I don't know that I so much lost my faith as I I just remember looking back and struggling with the 
the anger of everything that had happened in the past and try and wrestling with God as to like, what am I supposed to do with that now? How do I forgive the people that need to be forgiven? How do I forgive myself for the things that I did knowing that God already forgave me? Mm -hmm. Like taking comfort in that and trying to figure out how to forgive myself too. So I was working through a lot of that and I found a church that um, I felt really at home at in Nashville and was able to um, find a couple of friends that I was a that were able to help me work through some of that. Um, and, and even now coming back, I'm, I feel like I'm in the same place because I'm I'm back in Austin and I'm trying to find a new, I'm trying to find a church that I feel comfortable at and, and people again, the difference is now I, I feel like I can trust God more and I'm more at peace with what's happening. Right. Um, so that as I'm reentering situations and conversations with people, um, I can know that, it's going to be okay. And there's a peace that comes with um, just having God with me. Right. Yeah. Um, so when you, so recently, I don't think we even said this is you moved back to Austin, which is where you're from, which is where your family's from. And um, currently are you still are you you're kind of going through that where you feel like new almost even though this is where you're from yeah is that what you're going through yeah I feel like it's a new yeah I feel like I've come back and there's people that recognize me and stuff and they're like oh I didn't know you're back and but it's weird to see people again and have to like oh like where did you go where right yeah oh, why did you go there? <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's a little bit more difficult. I think there's a lot of people who are going through what you went through um, and are having to not only process their future, right? It's already kind of, um, it's hard. And especially I feel like there's a lot of pressure put on young people to, to, figure out what they want to do like really, really fast. Um, but you knew what you wanted to do and that's amazing. Cause I think that's so awesome. And I think, feel like it's the most obvious, like, hello, like this is what you're supposed to be doing. But for, for, for anyone that's going through something like that and, and they're trying to figure out what they're doing. And then they have this like thing happen to them that just stops them in their tracks and they don't, they they're trying to, and then you become, it's like, you're trying to work on too many things, right? You're trying to work on your heart and healing your heart and processing what happened to you. But then you're also supposed to be like, oh, I'm got a brave face on and I need to get a job and I need to go hustle and I need to go network and do all these things and try to pull up myself out of this. Like, what do you have, um, any advice for someone who's going through that? And, uh, you know, what would you tell someone that's kind of in a similar position? Well, I think the first thing would be, I mean, people say this all the time, you have to take care of yourself first. And that doesn't mean like lay in bed all day, every day. It just means, you know, do 
do something for yourself like once or twice every day and make sure that you're you're feeling yourself and you're feeling your body and you're talking to people who help you but then theoretically whatever else you're working on in your life the goal probably I guess for everyone would be that it's something you love and so when I get to go to meetings with people or I get to go um set up for an event or a show and then run it like that's fun for me and so it's easier to do those things when you love it right and and even though it's hard work sometimes it's sometimes you know it's easier to sleep at night when you're when you're doing something that you love and you know that it's it's gonna it's gonna get there and then like and then time can heal the rest of it which I've has been the hardest thing I think because I felt I went through so many emotions there was like shame and guilt were the biggest ones at first and I just had to kind of I just had to sit in that for a little while and talk to people talk to therapists talk to my parents um whatever friends I had that I trusted and then um like the anger was a big one for a long time and I just had to remember that, you know, not everyone is like that and not, um, not everyone or that there are people that want the best for me right? want to see me succeed. So I just kind of had to work through all of that. So, I mean, everybody says time heals the wounds and you have to put in the work if you want to heal, but like you don't realize how true that stuff is until you're like three, four years down the road. And the only thing that really helped was the time and putting in whatever work to help yourself. Did being, did you ever find that you did find yourself around, um, and I'm talking more about people who are involved in theater, that being around some people in theater was not the best for you? Or did you like, was, because I think that that's a a huge thing about um, being in theater and being part of a community. And sometimes it's, you're getting the wrong message, even though you think that they're there for you, but really it's, it's, it's not like, it's a different message than what you should be receiving. It's a different message than what God wants you to have for yourself. Did you ever feel like there was a time where you're like, okay, this is not, these are not my people. Um, I've worked a few shows where there've been a few people who, it was more that I didn't agree necessarily with the lifestyle that they were living or that they, um, that they seemed to act one way in the theater as if they were um, like part of the family kind of. But then if I saw them outside of it, it was, it was not that way. Like they were, they were saying bad things about people or um, I lost that. Yeah. So did are there times when you feel like just being alone and processing things is the best also, or 
talking to, like what has helped you the most, I guess is what I'm getting at. I think, honestly, I think what's helped me the most has been worship music and knowing what God says about me. Yeah. And not, not believing, learning to not believe the lies. Right. Even if there are things that are just in my own head, not necessarily things that people have told me. Um, and knowing, like there's a song out right now that says, God is madly in love with you. Like thinking about that is like, it like blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, I know. It almost brings tears to my eyes. That's awesome. Yeah.